Well, I, I do not view abortion as a uh, um, as a choice and a right. I think it's always a tragedy, and I think that uh, it should be uh, rare and safe. And I think we should be focusing on how to limit the number of abortions. is in a crucial stage It's not because of foreign wars we wage It's more to do with the colors blue and red Too many laws and too much government Can you tell me where the Constitution went? The Bill of Rights is just hanging by a thread So many people trying to cross the border and Politicians build a new world order Many minds are convinced they should be led. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn you went. Taking your right to self-defense. They say you're safer, but they don't make sense. Dangerous ones will not turn into guns. Always ask more. All we buy is made on foreign shores. Come a day when there'll be real hell to pay. I've gotta be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn you wet. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for being here with me today. It is a, an honor and a pleasure to once again be joined by the purveyor of the Edwards Notebook, the host of the Ron Edwards American Experience. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Uh, far too long since you've been here, my friend, uh, Mr. Ron Edwards. Ron, thank you so much for coming on with us today. How are you? Doing very well, t uh, Tim. And uh, it's uh, really great to uh, be back on and have missed being on your show. But uh, thanks for uh, having me back on. And uh, man, it's like I said, it's been a while. And uh, thanks so much uh, for, for the invite. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I hate that it has been so long, but, uh, you know, it's it's crazy. And uh, one thing after another seemed like if something wasn't happening on my end, you had some stuff you had to take care of and mostly stuff on my end, though. But I'm so glad we've worked this out and hopefully we can start making the Sunday thing uh, a more regular thing moving forward. Uh, again, uh, it's a great opportunity for us to talk together. I have missed it. And it's been it's been a little bit since we've gotten together on your side of the road. But 
but uh, uh, far too long since you've been here. Before we jump into any of today's topics, though, I want you to go ahead right up front and uh, let everybody know where they can find your work at every place that you've got some little piece of action going on, Ron. Uh, share that with them right now. Well, please check me out uh, every day, Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. via kstartalkradio.com. Um, you can also check out, uh, er well, not everywhere, but uh, many places I am. Uh, just go to theronedwards.com. That's my website. Uh, you can also check out uh, how you can um, enjoy the coffee you want in your cup, and that's all I'll say about that. But check that out on theronedwards.com. Uh, check me out also on Rumble. And you can also check me out uh, just um, connected with Truth Social. And uh, that's uh, at the Edwards Notebook. Um, make sure I have that correctly. It's brand new on um, Rumble. That's uh, at the Edwards Notebook on Rumble. And, um, and check me out there as well. So uh, thank you so much, Tim. And uh, again, I'm very glad to be back. All right. Well, not, not near as glad as I am to have you here. I am sure you uh, let's, let's jump into things. Uh, this week, uh, historic. Honestly, uh, a point in time that I never thought I would see in my lifetime. Certainly, I had prayed for something that I've been vocal for. Uh, a first step, uh, just the starting of the real uh, fight on the ground. But we have seen the uh, sanity, at least in this case, return to the Supreme Court and the overruling, the overturning, the reversal of Roe versus Way, we now see that uh, abortion has never been a, a federal issue. And finally, a concurrence from the court. Uh, where do we even start, Ron? Where where do you want to start with this? Because this is one of those topics where there's just so much about it that is good, but so much about it that is really just a starting point for a whole new battle with the left. Well, Tim, uh, first of all, like you, uh, many of us in our household uh, have been praying for this, and many of our friends and uh, uh, throughout the country have been praying for this day and this time that uh, this would be pushed back to the, uh, the to the people to decide, to the states to decide. That's the first moral step in the right direction. And I we have been uh, of the opinion. Uh, biblically speaking, that if once this first step is taken, God would actually hear from us, hear, hear, hear our prayers, and, and you would start seeing um, more positive developments coming along in our nation in the battle against evil. But we had to take this first huge step. It is, it's a small step in a sense, but it's also a huge step because this is like the linchpin for the leftist. I mean, they have always wanted to be in control with of life and death issues from cradle to grave. And this is this is what they're willing. This is one of the hills that they're willing to, to die on. And so be it. Um, but on our side, it's a hill worth dying on, too. But for life. For God so gave us the gift of life. And he always told us to protect the most innocent of these the least of these, to quote it accurately. And he was meaning the children. In any nation, community, family, whatever, that does not have a re respect of the sanctity of life, sets itself up 
for a chain reaction of horrors. And that is what we have seen this great nation go through since 1973, one after another. The only reason America has not gone under is because she was so massively great and so fundamentally blessed on, on such a great level. Um, had she been a regular nation, in my opinion, she would have been swept under when you consider the fact that over 70 million innocent babies have been murdered proudly, by the way. And I say proudly based upon demonstrations, how proud they are standing by their, their issues. And finally, um, the, the church, um, I won't say the church, but the people of God, they didn't give up on this one. They continued to pray and pray and fight and, 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 and get in, into the fray. And this, to me, Tim, is in also another huge encouragement for those who want things to uh, improve morally in our republic. I mean, this is the, ba this is the battle of all battles. And this is just round one. Yeah. But it's huge. It's 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 and it's going to be it's like a ripple. You throw a, a rock into a pond and in on itself isn't that big a deal. But if you sit, stand there and look, you see the ripples going out and on and out. And this is you're going to see a ripple effect. Um, just as you saw a ripple effect in the negative from abortion in 1973, you're going to see a ripple effect in the positive going forward from this day because of the correct decision. Now, do we stop here? No. Like I said, this is just the beginning. But we have some momentum. Um, the evil is fully exposing itself through those like Nasty Pelosi and many others who are <laughs> into the um, um, effort of death and evil. And that's okay. They're going to do some horrible things. We might as well prepare for it. But that's okay. See, it's one thing to go through through um, a hard time, and it's an unjust cause, or you're wasting your time or whatever. But this is a very just cause. And we took this very first fundamental step, or the Supreme Court did. And I believe God will credit this nation, and he will start answering more prayers in regards to the fight for the, the, the rights of the the um, the most innocent amongst us, the unborn. Uh, you're absolutely Ron, absolutely right, Ron. And from a religious standpoint, continuing, I think uh, a lot of that positive that we're going to continue to see and continue to build on is exactly for the reason you kind of pointed at. There were a lot of people of true, devout faith that never walked away from this issue, that never. Uh, decided at any point that they should just give up and move on to the next thing. They were convicted, and they followed through. And from the very beginning, there was such a large number of people that understood this was bad. I mean, not a lot of people really jumped on board with being pro-abortion anyway. It's kind of the same thing they did with same-sex marriage. They got so tired of fighting at the state level that they found a way to just make it federal and move on. But from the religious side of this, there are so many people of faith that never gave up. And those people, they have been the ones at the forefront. They have faced off with protesters that believe in the murder of pre-born baby humans. And it's been so, what, I mean, it's been a destructive force uh, for them in their lives because 
true evil recognized them for what they were and lashed out at every opportunity, but these people never lost faith, never stepped away from the fight. They need to be commended uh, every bit as much as uh, Donald John Trump needs to be commended for having the uh, wisdom to have selected the correct justices uh, to, to see this for what it is. And I even have to admire the fact that even though uh, the personal faith involved here tells me this is evil, and like you said, evil is revealing itself, these justices understood that they couldn't make this ruling based solely on their religious beliefs, and they didn't. They made this ruling based on constitutional principles, on the idea that this country was founded with liberty first and that the federal government should never be overly empowered. And that's what was presented here. And the left, of course, doesn't like that. They want to control everything. They want to rule everything. They want full control of our lives. This is who they are and what they are. And we're seeing that, too, screaming about changing the, the numbers on the Supreme Court. They want a court pack, screaming about how they're going to ignore uh, the uh, Supreme Court. But most of those people are in states that this isn't going to affect at all. Uh, the second big thing, though, is this night of rage they're talking about. We, we haven't seen its full fury yet, but I don't doubt that it's coming. What do you think about the possibility of these organizations, these left-wing offshoots of Antifa, members of Antifa being behind a lot of them. Jane's Revenge comes to mind in particular. Uh, what are we going to see from them, and what should we see from the federal government? Well, we're going to see more of the same. And by the way, we've been under uh, the rage for a long time in this country. Every time, every weekend, when you hear, have dozens of individuals who are murdered in our streets, or in some cases in their homes, every weekend, when you in recent weeks, um, when you've seen churches and pro-life organization offices vandalized, we've already been under their nights of rage. Um, the only big deal that I have a problem with is the fact that uh, we still have a bit to learn on our side when it comes to self-protecting ourselves and protecting our property. Because in many states, the police are no longer obligated to go after criminals, to guard or to do whatever. They're, they're more about observing and protecting criminals from being from getting their behinds whipped by private citizens uh, for attacking them or trying to carjack them or block traffic like they did the other night on, in Los Angeles. I mean, they just blocked those major freeways just because they wanted to kill babies. Well, in my opinion, Tim, you may think I'm pretty unchristian-like for saying this, but if you want to get on the, the grapevine, which is, an, I think it's an eight-lane freeway, in Los Angeles, because you'd rather kill babies and you want to have that curse over the entire country. You know what? Uh, if the traffic is going at 80 miles an hour and you want to plop yourself in the middle of it and a bunch of bunch of trucks, SUVs are, you know, humming down the highway and you decided to put yourself in in, in harm's way, then so be it. I, I you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a believer that if you put your neck in the juggernaut, then that's your neck. And that, um, you know, the driver should not be held accountable for what uh, these bad choices that these people make, because when they stop, guess what happens? 
their friends surround those cars, those stopped cars, and drag people out of those cars and beat them up, get on the cars and break their windows and do all kinds of stuff. Black females get on the cars and do uh, gyration on the cars, like they're humping the cars or whatever. I mean, this is just crazy. We have to be willing to say, you know what, screw it. We're going to protect ourselves. We're going to protect our offices. We're going to protect our churches. And Katie bar the door and whatever happens after that. And then we have to get good lawyers, a lot of prayer prayer warriors too, because it's going to be a long issue. It's not going to be settled over overnight, although it should be principally, but because we have to drag it out in the courts until people, the slow, intelligent people, the incurably ignorant masses get tired of the trauma of the leftist wanting to kill people and burn down property because they want evil to be pervasive throughout the land. And we're just going to have to go through this exercise and under God's grace, we shall win this as well. And I think we will, but we have to go through this. It's better. See, Tim is as horrible as it may get. It's a good thing. And you may think, boy, he's a little retarded for saying it's a good thing, (laughs) but it is because you ever heard about something being brought to a head and, and you get to the point where, okay, enough is enough. And then more and more people will start joining in the fight and pushing back against evil. Uh, does that make any sense to you, or do you think no. I am sounding retarded? <laughs> no, no, you're absolutely right. And unfortunately, this has been coming to a head for a long time. The difference here is in the past, we've had to be cautious about how we push back because we've been – goaded into looking as bad as they are so that they can say exactly the same kind of things about us that they're saying anyway, but then they'll have something to back it up with. But we're past that point now. I mean, we we are literally to a point now where we have to, to recognize that these people have been manipulating those of us, not only are the ones that weren't smart enough to see it coming, but those of us who were just too busy living our lives and put too much trust in other people to stand up and do the fight for us. We all have to join into this battle. And it is exactly that. It is a battle of ideas. It's a battle of morality. It's a battle on the streets. And they're the ones who've taken it there. They whine about right-wing violence all the time now. Why? Because they know that they're running up against folks that are tired of being one side of their violence. They start the fight. They pick the fight. And then what happens when somebody from our side responds, they try to paint us as the bad guy. But we're past the point of letting that happen anymore, and they're in for a really big shock. I I keep seeing this new story uh, that's been going around since the announcement. Uh, It kind of leaked out. And at first, I thought it was maybe just a leak. I've seen it in enough different locations now that I'm beginning to think that it's probably true. Right right now, the Pentagon is planning on uh, sending doctors to military bases inside the states that are going to be putting the strictest restrictions on abortions and start allowing women to come to military bases to get abortions, claiming that 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 is federal government territory. State laws don't apply there. Now, there's a certain amount of legality that falls true there, but it still falls into an area where you're intentionally defying the will of the people of those states. And there should be a price to pay for that, too. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, there should be a, a price to pay. And I believe that there is a price that can be paid. If, see, because it's not that difficult to figure out. First of all, 
It's a constitutionally based issue. It is a biblical and moral based issue. And for the will of the people to already be exercised in, I think it's about 30 states now, and for the federal government to join the side of the wicked. See, see, the, the government itself is putting itself in harm's way. And there, you're seeing a big, huge dividing line. And I was hoping and praying and still do that the military would not follow through on this threat. And hopefully saner minds will, will, will prevail. I, now, I keep being told by certain individuals, oh, Ron, what you're seeing in the military is being played out, but those aren't the people that are really in control of the majority of the military, blah, 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 blah. Well, I don't know. I, I, I pray they're right, but I don't think they are because I'm looking at what's happening, not at what they say is going on behind the scenes and the white hats, this, that, and the other. That's going to weaken our military. That's going to put us in danger. I, I really believe that because, you know, the military was is constitutionally designated two things, to kill people and break things, basically. That's it. It, it, to, to guard our country, to destroy our enemies. You know, it's like you're out of there. So based upon that, my friend, the legality aspect is on our side. It really is. So we've got to um, just hold fast and just remember that it's another battle and it's a pain in the neck. You know, it's, you know, to have to go through all this and deal with all this, but it's a battle we can win if we will hold fast and stick the, to the principles it's about the principles. Yeah, I, I've been uh, talking to some folks, too, and two uh, major things keep coming out that I'd love to get your take on as well. Sure. Number one, uh, if you're a Republican and you're more worried about uh, this becoming a election issue than you are about it being the right thing to do, then it's time for you to get the hell out of the party. And uh, number two, if you're in a church where the pastor is upset about this change, then it's time to find a new church. Would you agree with both those sentiments? I have a feeling I know the answer, but I want to give you a chance to say it. Oh, uh, let's see. Yeah, <laughs> of course, I agree with that. And in fact, I did a commentary in, uh, that relates to that topic. And in fact, I wrote a nice letter to the Republican Party, which I'm going to be mailing tomorrow. Uh, you know how they send you these big envelopes with the um, survey? and Right. Will you, will you be supporting the Republican Party? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm supporting them with truth, and that's, that's my support. And I let them know that if there were another party that were just as big, I would have left the party and would urge the two conservatives in the Republican Party to do the same. But since that, that is not the case... We need to throw out all of the rhinos because they're nothing more. I believe that a lot of these rhinos, they're not conservatives at all, that they're they're fakers, that they're actually Democrats. And because of the stupid nature of our side, we're so desperate to have people in our on our side. We accept whomever. And if it's not true, Tim, why do they keep reelecting someone like a uh, Mitch McConnell when better candidates have tried to run against him? Why is it that they are saying they said no to the gentleman? Oh, gosh, I can't think of his, his name. Black gentleman who was supported by Donald Trump, but they reelect. They put in Kemp's man, Governor Rhino uh, Kemp's uh, guy. Oh, gosh, I forget the black gentleman's name, but he's well known. Obviously, well, not well known enough, <laughs> but he lost the primary big time. I think he only got 27 percent of the vote and the Rhino Republican got 
the, the huge bulking, you know, bulk majority. This is the kind of stuff that has to stop. We've got to wake up on our side in, in so many doggone areas. On one hand, we walk around and, you know, say we're about Jesus. Where's, where's our discernment? If we're supposed to be on the side of right, why are we afraid in so many cases to go ahead and support those who are really on the right, especially the black ones? I, I, I cannot tell you how many times, whether it's this state, my home state of Ohio, now recently in Georgia, the, even Republicans would, do, would get more to support of Ali Obama, I'm talking about voters, than they did Herman Cain. Yeah. And I see this over and over again. Then they want, I, I, I really think, Tim, that it's a case where people, even on our side, prefer to see black men as evil gumps who always need help and they just want those who are either good communicators like Ali Obama, oh, but he, he means well, and, and vote for him. But I, you know, I know it sounds, again, sounds retarded, but this is so common, Tim, and it, and it goes across the board. And, and, and on the white side, in the case of uh, Mitch McConnell, how long has this guy been in there? Look at Mitt Romney, same thing. They had conservatives running against him. He gets reelected. We shoot ourselves in the foot because we're afraid to be labeled, oh, you're a Trumpster, oh, you're extreme. How? Please explain to me, Tim, if you're right, how can that be considered extreme? Either right or wrong, you're either evil or you're good. Well, I, I'm afraid at this point, Ron, being good is an extremist position. <laughs> how, how dare you be good in times like these? Oh, God. But you think you're better than I am? <laughs> well, you are, but how dare you? No. Yeah, unfortunately, that in and of itself is the explanation. Uh, Ron, i tell you what. Stay with me for just a minute. We're going to take a little bit of a break uh, here. And uh, when we get back, we'll continue this conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, stay with me. Uh, I'll be right back on the other side with Ron Edwards. <laughs> Ron Edwards, host of the Edwards Notebook, and you're listening to Tim Tapp and Tap Into the Truth. Regime figurehead Joe Biden and California Governor Gavin Newsom have set the stage for something I never thought could occur during my lifetime. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. Not the violent KKK, the Great Depression, not the great Dust Bowl droughts of the 1930s, not the 60s riots, not the Great Recession of the late 1970s, not even the leftist government and dragon media approved riots over the death of St. George in 2020 convinced legions of sovereign U.S.-born citizens to head them up and move them out of the United States. But rickety Joe Biden and nasty Pelosi's nephew Governor Gavin Newsom have enacted policies so bad even America hater Ali Obama is amazed. For the first time in U.S. history many Americans, especially in California are immigrating to cartel-dominated Mexico to seek a better life. The willingness to beg Saudi Arabia for oil while prohibiting our republic from sustaining energy independence? We had not long ago. Borders on retardation and is downright evil. 
Both Biden and Newsom have done everything they could to destroy economic opportunity while helping to prevent children from being raised up in the way that they should go. Wake up, America. Your republic is dying. I'm Ron Edwards. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. All right, gang, before we jump back into uh, the normal break, I want to take an opportunity to encourage you to follow the link in today's show description that will take you directly to a specific page at the Built.com website. Check out their brand new coconut brownie chunk puffs. Limited time availability. Take your taste buds on vacation with the all-new coconut brownie chunk puffs. The coconut puff with real brownie chunks on top is something you want to experience from Built. With 15 grams of protein and only 160 calories, you won't go wrong. Enjoy the trip. And while you're at it, save more when you buy more. Buy two boxes of 12, get 5% off. Three boxes, get you 7%. Four boxes or more, 10% off your order. Be sure to follow the link in the show description or come visit me at Tap Into The Truth at trapintothetruth.com. That's T-A-P-P, Into The Truth, all one word, dot com. And uh, when you're on that home page, scroll on down past recent guests and uh, click on one of the banners that is for Built Bar. Uh, do that and uh, take a look around while you're there. See, that's how they know that I sent you. Meanwhile, let's get back to the show, shall we? You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. And we are back. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for uh, staying with us through that very brief break. Uh, with me today, been way too long since he's been here, but he is back today, and he is firing on all cylinders, and we're about to crank it up to another level. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Ron Edwards. Uh, Ron, again, thank you so much for being here with us uh, this uh, fantastic Sunday. And, uh, you know, we were talking about uh, the, the land of politics. We had uh, transition from uh, the Roe v. Way overturning and there's so much to be said, and something tells me we'll have more opportunities to talk about that. But we had transitioned into Republican uh, politics and how rhinos continue to be so successful. And part of it, I, I think, does play into this idea that some people buy the notion that some uh, topics are the third rail, that uh, you don't want to – Ruin your opportunity to win elections. Uh, we all kind of feel like, uh, previous to, to what's happened in the last few weeks, that a red tsunami was coming in this uh, midterm election because everybody is so angered by the Biden administration's efforts to destroy our economy, uh, the failures with energy policy, the failures on international policy, the failures to even try to maintain baby formula on the shelves. But rather than take the steps necessary in the voting booth and support the people who are right, they continue to support people like Mitch McConnell, who's okay with this gun control bill that they are pushing through, that went through the Senate. Uh, 
these Republicans jump ship. And the scariest part of this bill, and we talked about this on my show. I know you've talked about it on yours. The scariest part of this gun control bill isn't the fact that these people are literally trying to negotiate negotiate away our constitutionally protected, God-given rights to self-defense, but also from a Looking at what the government does, it seems as if they are once again chipping away at the very concept of due process. Uh, Ron, what do we do about that? Because without due process in this country, we might as well be just any other country in the world. Well, great, great question. First of all, we have to continue to study on it. We have to explain what is due process to the generation's coming up behind us, and we have to throw it in the face of these leftist pigs, especially when we are in court. We have to let them know what time it is, what what that we understand the law, that we understand due process in all of its machinations, and that we are we are owed due process. It is our law, and we must make sure that, that we will stand on the law even when they try not to, and that we will not move at all unless we are allowed due process, which is the law. And we, we should not uh, allow them to break the law. We must en masse stand up for that. I mean, this is just one of those black and white issues. Either, it, either we're going to stand on the law, we're going to have due process, and we're going to recognize our constitutionally uh, limited way of life, which is, by the way, the constitution is based on the principles that uh, came out of the Bible and from uh, William Blackstone and a few others. If we're not going to do that, we will just be one nation, as Ronald Reagan said, gone under. And so it, it just comes down to it, just like with the abortion issue. It's because we didn't back down, we got this baby step. But to continue to make more baby steps in the effort for life, we have to, it's, it's the same principle all the way across the board, Tim. Yeah. It's about standing up, standing up in knowledge not just emotionally like they did a long time ago, if you ever read about the Scopes monkey trial. Emotionally, you know, the Christians knew that God created man. But uh, their arguments were n not much deeper than that, and they got their butts kicked, and that's how they got evolution placed into, into school curriculum, which eventually re replaced cre creationism um, and the Bible out of schools. So when we stand up and fight, we have to do it in knowledge. You know, to get understanding and 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 because God, you know, we, we have to have that godly wisdom. I mean, it was the godly wisdom of the founding fathers that put together the, the effort, the written word to go along with the physical effort to uh, dethrone King George off of our backs anyway, off of the off of the backs of those who are alive at that time. And so we have to to to, to march forth in knowledge. We cannot miss any dotted I's or crossed T's. It is both a physical and a very, very high uh, intellectual battle that, that we're facing in this country today. Uh, the left is very tricky. Even Jesus said that, uh, you know, the people of the devil or whatever are more wise than his children. And that's because for so long, and I've seen it in my, in, in, around me, uh, Tim, well, we, we, we we're not supposed to be involved in all that. It's about Jesus. Okay. If, if you want to just be about Jesus and, and, and whatever, guess what? You'll get your butt kicked. That's like saying, well, 
I don't have to focus on how to fix my roof or 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 do uh, repairs or at least know who to get. But if you remain in ignorance because you don't know your rights because it's in the world and you just bought Jesus, then guess what? If you don't know your rights, you don't have any. Okay. If you don't know the law, it will not protect you. If you don't make yourself familiar with God, he's not obligated to, to protect you. It's all about knowledge. It's all about seeking the truth and you shall find it. And the truth in many, way, in many ways will protect you. But ignorance is not bliss, my friend. No, absolutely not. Uh, in fact, you know, it, it's you're absolutely right when it comes to talking about uh, standing up in knowledge, but it's also important to be able to understand, to really understand that knowledge. It's one thing for me to sit here and spout off a bunch of facts or read off some statistics. It's another thing to understand that what that information means in relationship mm -hmm. to everything else, too. And that's why it's important to understand that right now, we are facing one of the most dangerous times in American history, even though this feels like a big victory with Roe v. Wade being reversed, overturned, thrown out. Uh, and it is. But we also saw the Supreme Court make a significant uh, Second uh, Amendment rights. Uh, the opinion was released, and this decision comes out, and it's a very pro-Second Amendment. And there's a reason why the left doesn't like that either. And we see time and time again this whole thing, and it still circles around one very basic idea. The political left globally, it doesn't matter where, but we see it a lot here. We see it a lot in Europe. They devalue humanity. It's just that simple. There's a few folks at the top that feel like they're the elites and the rest of us are using up their resources. And as long as we serve a purpose for them, they're okay with it. If we understand how these things are interconnected, if we understand why the left doesn't want us to be able to defend ourselves with firearms, if we understand why they want children growing up thinking that, uh, oh, well, you know what, uh, that's not really human life in there. It's just uh, it's a tadpole right now or it's a Hot Wheels uh, car uh, until a certain point in time. It just magically transforms. Uh, in fact, Joe Biden uh, – when he was first uh, reacting to the possibility of the overturn, when the, the leaked uh, draft opinion first came out, and he kept referring to the abortion of a child, you could see leftist heads exploding because he was saying the quiet part out loud that they're not supposed to acknowledge. That's a child, Ron. Yep. And see, facts, facts are deadly to the left. And so, um, and that's why we have to deal with the facts and the understanding, like you said, of the facts and how they relate, relate to one detail and another and how things come together and how things can be torn apart. And so um, that's, see, that's one of the reasons why, Tim, they have for decades uh, made sure that, that education in this, in this country was basically no good. I mean, I mean, They've been able to get this far in their evil mission because they have made sure. See, if you don't know nothing, you got that mixed and got that mixed up. The other, your enemy can do anything, can get away with anything. They can tell you that abortion is a constitutional right, even though it never has been considered or written in as a constitutional right. But if you don't ever read the Constitution, and then after you read it, then there are other studies you have to do behind it, such as uh, the Federalist Papers, for example, 
And if you don't do any of that, you're just going to be stupid in that area and they can tell you anything and you'll be marching around. I have a right to an abortion. I'm going to, you'll be marching around like these teenage girls with white pants on and red paint between their legs. And you know why they're doing that, Tim? And 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 they'll, they would deny it until they they hollered until they broke their throats. But if you notice, in in uh, in most of the protests gatherings, the majority of people that I've been seeing are white. And the white leftists were the ones who persuaded the blacks to start the abortion issue, because whether they deny it or not, Joe Biden on down. They hate black people. Mm-hmm. They really do. And they always have. The Democrat Party has always hated black people from its inception. I think it was under, uh, what, Andrew Jackson? And what was his attitude towards black people? It wasn't too good. Yeah, I, I think he, in his mind, you were just slightly better mm-hmm. than Mexicans. <laughs> he, he, he didn't like anybody that wasn't white, ultimately. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I admire what he did. Uh, in the battle of in the I think it was the war of eighteen twelve or twelve or whatever, yeah, it was great great for America. But when it comes to the um, uh, issues c- concerning humanity, his party has been very bad for Black Americans. And finally, well, yeah, okay, I'll I'll stick to finally, and I'll maybe I should just water that down to maybe hmm. after all this time, Black Americans have, are waking up in mass. Maybe it's going to be bad, just bad enough that even they will say, oh, my God, this isn't good. We've got to get out of this. <laughs> maybe. And the reason why I say maybe, Tim, I'm hedging my bets on that because they have lived under Democrat Party control and conditions for six decades in in, in places like Detroit. And if, if you ever come to Detroit now, we'll take you where the majority of them are and have been living that way for 60 years. And for 60 years, they've been loyally voting for the Democrat Party since 1962 in Detroit. And they've been more hateful towards Donald Trump, who improved this nation, opportunities for everyone breathing, okay? Um, They hated him more than the conditions they live in. So that's why I'm hedging my bet. And I say, well, maybe they're waking up. So I, I don't know. But despite all of that, I'm encouraged because those of us who have eyes to see and ears to hear, and we do give a darn about this country, we do appreciate it, we do love God, we do truly love our families, et cetera, et cetera. I believe that God will bless this huge remnant, and it is huge, because it didn't have to, it didn't have to go that way. Because if you remember, Justice Roberts, Chief Justice Roberts said that he wanted to compromise. So, I mean... It, it wasn't as boldly unanimous. I mean, it wasn't unanimous, but it wasn't as boldly as you might think. Five to four were all in. But how they got Justice Roberts to go ahead, and he was the boss. He, he could have um, made it official, so it would have been five to four. But thank God, I, it was God. I believe it was God that prevailed, and we needed it to be six to three for historic reasons, which will play out in the future. But I'm encouraged because, um, and I'm glad that what the left is going to do is going to happen quickly and it's going to force us to continue to wake up and deal that that's that's all sometimes it's better for stuff to just come to a head let's throw down let's get it done let's get through this madness instead of it dripping 
Yeah. Like a drip, 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 drip. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm prepared. I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, whichever way it goes, peaceful or, or otherwise, because you, you can only take it so long and for so much. Yeah. Yeah, we, we touched on that a little bit earlier. And, yeah, I think you're absolutely right, too. Uh, I do uh, have lots of encouraging conversations. And, you know, it, I've had more of them recently than I've had over the last couple of years. And you and I have talked about in the past how we've had these conversations with folks where they're waking up. Uh, but one of the more encouraging things previous to 2022 was the fact that it was getting harder and harder for Democrats and for Planned Parenthood to hide the fact that there were about six cities in this country, uh, New York, uh, Detroit being one of them, New Orleans, uh, Los Angeles, uh, a few others, Chicago. Uh, there were the places where more black babies were being aborted than being born. Yes. And if if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know about what these people are up to, uh, and why you should not be supportive of them, uh, then there's not much we can do. But part of that has always been their ability to hide that information. And, and we see them try to flex their muscles and try to control it. And then we see them whipping up cancel culture. We see these private uh, public partnerships where they're trying to get control of social media. We've seen the ridiculous reactions to a guy who runs a couple of companies, uh, talking about Elon Musk here, who's no uh, right-winger by any stretch of the imagination, but who understands that a platform like Twitter should have room for uh, different opinions on it. Mm -hmm. The reaction to that alone, that should tell you. But here's the thing. Because of the Internet and because of voices like yours, sir, and, and everything that you're out there doing, more people are finding the truth that these people have been trying to hide from them, and it's getting harder and harder for them to hide it. And they reveal themselves, and like you said, this is one of the best things ever because so many of these people are out here screaming and protesting and revealing themselves for who they are, and it gets harder and harder to, for a decent person once the truth has been revealed to them in front of their own eyes becomes harder and harder for them to look away and for them to ignore it. And uh, that, I think, will also go a long way towards restoring the love of this nation and the wisdom of how she was founded compared to where the left has tried to take her. Amen. And that reminds me of, I know you didn't bring this up as one of your uh, topics, but I think it relates this pride situation. These people are becoming more and more prideful in their actions. And for the first time this year, I've seen them with teenagers and their children before, but this is the first year I saw them in videos with toddlers yeah. in those colors, walking in their parades. And this is the first year I've seen parents urging their children and laughing, giving their children money to put in the uh, G-strings of these freaks. They call themselves drag queens performing for the children and their families, making this a family fair now. And we got to stand up against this. We have to stand up against this because they will try to lock it in. There are people uh, legislatively, at least in this state where I'm at, that are crazy enough who want to lock it in so that we cannot legally come against those who want to, per you know, to pervert the children. You know, if just in case their parents are too stupid to stand up for, for what's right when it comes to their own children. And they want to make it legal that you cannot stop it in schools, libraries. And that if they want to uh, come in and, and stop a preacher from, from uh, preaching against those things, like they do in Canada, 
or have for many years. So I'm going to start working on, I'd love your help on heterosexual month. And the reason why I say that is because it's about time to remind people it's only two of us, male or female. That's it. All these other things, these brand name derivatives are nothing more than, yeah, we know that they're sins, but there's a term that, that uh, can be more applied so that people can get it, that they'll want to hear it. But I don't know, diversions or, or something is a, a better term. But these are things that uh, people want to do on their own, but they have nothing to do with what God created, which is man and woman. If you, if you if you grow up and decide to be a bank robber, that doesn't mean that uh, you were born to be a bank robber. If you decide to steal away from your gender, I mean, from your sex as a male, that does not make you suddenly a created uh, biological freak because you decide in your mind to not be the man that you were born to be. That's that's That comes down to, to false choices, but that has nothing to do. And and people have to be made to understand, we've got to start at the basics, Tim. Right. Because yeah. they're going, they're, they, they're, they're reaching up. They're starting with the toddlers with the, with the permission of parents. And you talk about destroying a nation from within. Well, what they know is they've gotten a good number of indoctrinated uh, parents They've already been through the public school system where they've been indoctrinated into acceptance and then into the celebration of uh, these things. So now they can do this younger and younger. And what's more terrifying to me than seeing that is these states that are trying to and then the federal government trying to uh, make easier access to the chemical castrations and the surgical mm -hmm. mutilations of younger and younger children, trying to make it available because they know that once they get that far into it, the damage is already done. And yeah, you're you're right. Uh, this whole notion you, you mentioned the military earlier, and I came really close to mentioning military's Pride Month activities uh, because uh, that also was something that we haven't had a chance to talk together about. But all these videos and all these releases, it, it's absolutely obscene because the military has a specific job, and it's not to create a safe space for anyone. It's to create uh, the operational unity that a group is going to need in order to complete the mission of blowing stuff up and killing people. You don't have to worry too much about safe spaces in those scenarios. It's absurd. And I'm sorry. Uh, I, I don't think I'm going to be any more scared of a full jacket of bullets just because they may be in rainbow colors than I would be if they were just brass. Uh, they are pretty damn scary. I don't want to be shot by either one. Uh, but if I have to be shot, I think I have a, a much better opportunity of surviving from the rainbow <laughs> side of it. Because I'm going to guess you've been focusing on other things besides your training, so you're not going to be as effective at killing me. Uh, just just living <laughs> there. But uh, yeah, absolutely right. And, and I have heard you talk about the heterosexual pride month, a, a couple of the uh, Edwards notebooks, and you mentioned it a couple times in your show lately. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's just a shame, Ron, that we live in a time where such a thing might be necessary to push back. Uh, there are two genders, and there's this meme that's been going around forever. Uh, it's, it seems to pop back up every June now, and I think it's absolutely apropos. Uh, and that's, uh, of course, the one that says, if men are from Mars and if women are from Venus, I'm assuming all those other made-up genders uh, you pulled out of Uranus. Uh, so <laughs> I, I, I think that uh, 
really still sums it up pretty well. Uh, Ron, we're going to have to wrap that wrap things up. Uh, so if there's any last thoughts you want to share real quick, by all means, please go ahead right now. Well, I'd just like to leave a few words of encouragement. Um, let your, not your heart be troubled, as Sean Hannity likes to say, but be emboldened. This Take this, uh, this one victory that uh, we received uh, via the Supreme Court, uh, thanks to God, and let's push forward and uh, let's continue to, to, to fight. We see an example of what can happen if we continue to push forward for what is right. We can win. And if we do not back down, we don't stop, we will win. Because the United States um, has never reached their fullest potential. And I believe the United States has a lot of great things to do in this this world. And some of them are to glorify God. And I really believe that. So my friends, my fellow Americans, let's stay together on this mission of God's glory and restoring this great republic um, so that uh, she can reach her full potential and be that shining city on a hill nation. And uh, God bless America and may America bless God. All right, Ron. And again, thank you so much for everything you do, everywhere you're doing it. And thanks again for stopping by and joining us. As always, it was an honor. It's an honor for me too, sir. And thank you for the invite and uh, knock on my door anytime. Thank you, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, the purveyor of the Edwards Notebook, the host of the Ron Edwards American Experience, Ron Edwards. And of course, uh, how do I say enough about Ron? Uh, we need more Ron Edwardses uh, in the uh, current America. We need more people that are prepared to tell the truth fearlessly. I mean, we've got plenty of folks out there uh, that are willing to stand up as long as they feel like they're in a crowd. Ron Edwards is one of those rare people, like a few other folks I know, Annie Ubellis, uh, Don Smith. I like to think that I fall into that same category. Uh, you know, that are willing to stand up and tell the truth about what's going on even when you're alone, when you're surrounded by the leftist mindset, when you're prepared to do intellectual battle despite being outnumbered, dozens to one, ultimately because you simply know that you are correct. You know that uh, facts are facts and uh, the truth just it doesn't care much about the feelings of other people uh, if their feelings uh, particularly tend to conflict with reality. And that's a lot of what Ron is talking about, this uh, idea of a heterosexual pride month. That being a, a really good example of something that, you know what, before we've always kind of scoffed at such a thing because we scoffed at there being a pride month in the first place. We thought how ridiculous it was. But uh, maybe it is time to, to start pushing back, to start doing something along those lines. I have gotten all kinds of pushback, particularly from leftists, from uh, doing my Tap into the Truth voter apathy project uh, videos in the past and playing the audio segments uh, here on the show and uh, having a few other shows actually pick up uh, the audio clips. And, you know, as we are about to get into the most serious parts of uh, the midterm elections. I'm actually overdue with starting a new round of voter apathy uh, bits, so I should be working on those, and uh, I would like to think I'm going to be able to start getting uh, some of those launched in the next week, but 
And chances are it's probably going to be the week after that, quite honestly. Uh, But uh, it's just something that we should do. And so I guess I would like to know what you guys thought about it. Uh, Do we need to go ahead and start claiming a month? Uh, Those of us who are heterosexual and, you know what, it doesn't mean we dislike anyone else. But it does mean that uh, maybe it's time that there was recognition of the fact that Number one, there's nothing wrong with being heterosexual. And number two, there would be no other kind of people, period, if the breeders stopped getting together and, you know, breeding. Uh, just, that's all I'm saying. All right. Uh, that's going to have to be it for uh, this first hour. Hour number two, if you're listening to the podcast, will start uh, here just shortly. But if you're listening on terrestrial radio, then... Uh, then I have to say goodbye to you right now. But be sure to tune in again tomorrow at the same time to hear our number two. In the meanwhile, uh, as I am oft abstain, well, oft fond abstain, I should say, don't take my word for it. Definitely, definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort and most importantly, to use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. In the meanwhile, stay safe out there if you can. Something tells me things are about to get mostly peaceful out there. So stay safe if you can. Stay healthy if at all possible. After all, there are more variants to come. And Biden and company have been warning us that there will be more pandemics. Which, you know, I assumed we all knew, but didn't need to be told that it might happen so quickly. Pandemics don't often come one upon another so very often. And, man, I think, honestly, there seems to be a little bit of disappointment in the Biden administration that monkeypox didn't get to be a bigger thing. But maybe that's just me uh, reading between the lines a little too much. Anyway, uh, stay safe, stay healthy if you can, and, uh, you know, be smart, even if it goes against your nature. Ladies and gentlemen, one final message for Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. before I go for the hour. This is Tim Tapp. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. She was from a blue state clan, taught to praise the little man. Told that unions saved the working class He was raised a red state son To love the flag and own a gun Warned about the greed within the mass They met beneath the moonlit sky A college party drunk and high And when they had degrees they said their vows He couldn't say when Couldn't say how, couldn't say why She was different in his eyes They built careers and had a kid Tried to live like their parents did But both their parties taxed them close to death They learned to hate the public schools Watch TV making fools While trial lawyers looted what was left She, she couldn't say when 
couldn't say how, she couldn't say why. He was different in her eyes. Saw them years ago. A happy little cabin in the west. They homeschooled on their farm, making so much more from so much less. I do not view abortion as a uh, um, as a choice and a right. I think it's always a tragedy, and I think that uh, it should be uh, rare and safe. And I think we should be focusing on how to limit the number of abortions. is in a crucial stage It's not because of foreign wars we wage It's more to do with the colors blue and red Too many laws and too much government Can you tell me where the Constitution went? The Bill of Rights is just hanging by a thread So many people try to cross the border And politicians build a new world order Minds are convinced they should be led. I've gotta be free the way God made men, and I won't be ruled by the damn new wet. Taking your right to self-defense. They say you're safe, but they don't make sense. Dangerous ones will not turn into guns. Always ask for more. All we buy is made on foreign shores. Come a day when there'll be real hell to pay. I've gotta be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn new wet. Calm down. There we go. The the in-studio folks getting a little carried away. Hello and welcome to today's broadcast of Tap Into The Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing. With all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I am your ever so humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap, coming to you from historic Roan County, Tennessee. And today, a uh, stormy, rainy uh, <laughs> East Tennessee. Uh, it's been kind of 
on and off all day. And it got a little stormy earlier when I was talking with Ron, but uh, I noticed it didn't come through very loudly. And uh, then I had a little time, and uh, it kind of cleared up, and now it's getting all stormy again. So hopefully we can finish the program without much in the way of issues. Now, uh, for both hours today, and for those of you that are listening on terrestrial radio, this, in fact, is the second hour of a two-hour broadcast uh, that was uh, performed lovingly with great passion and a depth of intensity from yours truly on June 26, uh, 2022, meaning that this is still Sunday for me. So if anything's changed drastically between now and the time that you're hearing this, which is going to be most likely around Tuesday, uh, then that's the reason why I'm not talking about the new things that have happened. But rest assured, we will talk about it uh, starting on Wednesday because I'll be doing my next broadcast on Tuesday night. And unfortunately, uh, none of the terrestrial radio stations are carrying me live at the moment. They still carry the show. So you're all getting kind of a next day uh, thing going on. So that's what's going on here. Now, I want to play the little clip that I have started both of today's hours off on. I want to play that clip one more time right now and discuss it because this is Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. in 2006. 2006. Boys, not that long ago. It's 2022 right now. So not quite 20 years ago. Really not that long. But I want you to hear what Joe Biden said in 2006. One more time. Hopefully by the time you're hearing the show, you've heard this clip a multitude of times. But as of right now, unless you're a hardcore newsie, you probably have not heard this very much. But So listen again very carefully to this 15-second clip. I, I do not view abortion as a uh, um, as a choice and a right. I think it's always a tragedy, and I think that uh, it should be uh, rare and safe. And I think we should be focusing on how to limit the number of abortions. Now that seems like a pretty big difference from where he's at today, doesn't it? Maybe that's just me. But you see, it's not just Joe Biden. It was the entirety of the Democratic Party on the national platform that was pushing the idea of, yes, abortion, but uh, rare and safe, rare and safe. They should be safe and rare, rare and safe, but they need to be available. That was always the Democrats' uh, talking point on it because they knew even then, even in 2006, years after Roe v. Wade had been settled law for them, they knew that there was going to be a day when it would be challenged again. They knew they had never gotten a majority of Americans to sign off on the idea of being okay in a limitless fashion. That's what every step of the way from that moment forward was about. This idea, this notion that somehow they were going to make it acceptable to use abortion as just one other form of contraception. Just one other way of changing something that would be terribly inconvenient for someone. But did you ever wonder why they have that change? Did they ever really feel differently about it? I'm sure there were some. Joe Biden, I'm sure, in 2006 was probably a little bit closer to being the good Catholic that he claims to be today. I'm sure with each passing year, he's moved further and further away from it. And I have this sinking suspicion that one day in the not-too-distant future, 
someday that is probably closer to him now than his time in 2006 is today, that he's going to be standing before someone, being held into account for his actions. And I have a feeling he's going to deeply regret having moved further and further away from his Catholic faith, especially in a public fashion. But that's between him and God. I don't want any part of that. I'm going to have plenty to answer for on my own. I don't need to be uh, worried about somebody else's. It's not my place to judge in that fashion. However, it is my place to stand in opposition when I see or hear someone saying things that simply don't make sense. Now, I had a multitude of reasons to stand opposed to abortion on purely religious grounds. I personally believe in the sanctity of life. I personally believe that life is a gift, that life is indeed a miracle, and that life is never created with no purpose. I do not believe in the concepts of sins of the Father, so I am hard-pressed to say that it's simply okay to abort a soon-to-be human child simply because of incest or abortion. I'm, I'm sorry, incest or uh, rape, because that's the sin of the father, not the sin of the child. But I do understand how that is a very traumatic situation and how that does deserve some consideration. I'm open to hearing the arguments, but I was not very, well, very easily swayed to that argument, simply because sins of the father, right? But ultimately, my argument uh, with abortion, uh, Roe v. Wade in particular, being a federal issue, simply being uh, okayed across the board regardless of how the people of what any individual state might feel, I've always felt that was wrong because this was never a federal issue. It was the left who got tired of fighting state by state, losing in several states, continuing to funnel money and campaigns to try to change the minds of people in those states. That effort, the way it's supposed to actually work in a federated constitutional republic. What made America so unique, so different? What made this nation worthy of being considered that shining city on the hill? The federalist system, where each state has a certain level of autonomy, where we band together for the greater good, but that we live our lives as we see fit, that the people in each state are free to pursue their own beliefs, their own thoughts, their own philosophies without being uh, a slave to one of their neighbors and without having dominance over one of their neighbors. Nevada doesn't get to decide for California, but California doesn't get to decide for Nebraska. Tennessee doesn't get to tell New York what to do, but New York doesn't get to tell uh, Florida what to do. That's the beauty of it. And if you're in a place that even if you were born there, even if you consider it your home uh, in every sense of the word, There is nothing that requires you to stay there if you're surrounded by people who feel and believe so very differently than you do. You're free to go at any time, and you have two options. If you don't like how 
the state you're living in is being governed. You can work diligently, put in that hard work that time, and try to change the hearts and minds of your fellow Tennesseans, Ohioans, Floridians, New Yorkers. Try to change them to agree with you, or you can get out of Dodge. That seems pretty simple, pretty straightforward, and it is the same thing with a multitude of reasons. And just as Clarence Thomas was the only one that had the nerve and the guts to stand up and say that the court should, in fact, revisit several previous decisions by the Supreme Court when they were based on whatever reason and rationale it was, but still not based on the very predicate of what their job demands of them the United States Constitution. When it comes to abortion, when it comes to the murder of the pre-born human babies, even Ruth Bader Ginsburg did not like Roe v. Wade. She said so a multitude of times. If you are a leftist, by now you have heard conservatives make this point, and you know that the notorious RGB, RBG, did I get that right? I got it backwards in there. You know that she said those things. There's no denying it. Now, she's hardly somebody I would hold up as a example of what a Supreme Justice should be. But at least she had enough of a respect for the role of the court in this country that she could get along with her fellow justices, even those who believed in a very different philosophy from a judicial standpoint than she did. I have a feeling we're going to see less and less of that moving forward. I have a feeling we're actually going to be to a point where we are going to have a day as conservatives where we miss the likes of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Doesn't feel normal or natural to say. It was a glorious day. This past Friday was a miraculous day. It was a day that I never believed that I would see in my lifetime. I had prayed for it like so many of you had prayed for it. We had seen people go out into the streets and fight for it. Fighting intellectually, of course. Facing down those that would do them harm. Of course, the left likes to point out the few far extremists that actually didn't get involved with violence, the kind of violence we typically see from the left, fire bombings of uh, abortion clinics and things of that nature. We saw that, and most of us condemned it because those are not the tactics that needed to be used. They were not the tactics that should have been used. This is a victory. Make no mistake about it, and it is huge. The timing says a great deal. But this is not the end of the battle. This is just the beginning because what the Supreme Court did in this instance, what the conservative justices did is they restored a very simple basic idea, and that is states have rights. Therefore, the individual citizens of those states have rights. They have authority to make decisions like this for themselves. It is not the role of the Supreme Court. It is not the role of the federal court. And that's why Joe Biden's idea, his notion of 
putting forth a law to codify the idea, precepts, and concepts of Roe v. Wade into federal law still would not stand, would be challenged, and would be thrown out on the same grounds. The federal government, because the Constitution does not specifically give the federal government power or authority over the issue, does not have power or authority to pass a law and expect anyone to follow it. This is a state's rights issue. And the same thing can be said in regards to same-sex marriage. The same things can be said about this crazy contraception thing where some laws uh, a long time ago – where some laws – where some states a long time ago were trying to pass a law restricting access to – uh, contraception for unmarried couples. Now, the idea there was they believed that they were promoting premarital um, sexual relations. They were just making it easier, and that was wrong. And, and technically, they're correct about that. I, I definitely do not say in any context whatsoever that that is wrong. But I do think that now you'd be hard-pressed to find any state that would want to take contraceptions off the table for anybody, especially for those that are not married, because that's part of how you help to maintain the no-abortions policy. If you are in a position where you deny access to contraception to young people who are not married, you're going to expect to see higher rates of pregnancies, and then you should expect to see more of these children that are scared to death, who are not prepared, and therefore not willing to go through with a pregnancy to term. And you're going to start seeing this abortion thing go absolutely nuts to a much greater extent, even in the states where there's high restrictions moving forward. So it's kind of a strange notion, but at the same time, it was not a federal issue. And Clarence Thomas was the only, the only justice that had the cojones to say, hey, you know what? We need to go back and look at some of these other cases too for the exact same reason. Now, I've said multiple times on the show, and I will say once again right now for the record, I don't have a problem with same-sex marriage. I've said a million times. If you want to go back into the archives, if you happen to be a gay person who's married and you're listening to me right now and you're thinking, oh, my goodness, this guy's such a hater. But now listen to him trying to say that. Now, go back and listen to as many broadcasts as you want in the archives. Just head on back. I have argued against same-sex marriage as a federal issue because it's not. It's a state's rights issue. It is. It always has been. It remains one today. The federal government has no authority. I've also said, yeah, I suppose to try to help alleviate some of the concerns of some of my conservative listeners that start to lose a little faith in me when I say that, is that it comes down to a matter of I don't believe the federal government, I don't believe the government, period, has any power or authority uh, when it comes to actual marriage. True marriage is a spiritual union between two people, and it's between those two people and the God they worship, and that's who they're going to be answerable to, not me. Right? Again, not my place to judge. I don't have room to judge. 
I don't. I understand that concept as well as anybody, maybe better than a lot of people. So whatever, if a state wants to recognize a civil partnership that they refer to as marriage, they get to set the rules. I don't have a problem with it. I have a problem with the federal government grabbing more and more power, more and more extra constitutional authority, and us just sitting back and celebrating it and acting like, hey, we should be throwing a party about this because guess what? It's our government. They should have all the power. No, we are the sovereigns of this nation. We are in a constitutionally federated republic, and we should act like it. Naturally, this doesn't keep the leftists from going off their uh, rockers. Some of them showing once again that they need to, need to have their meds upped a little bit. In this case, Senator Pocahontas from uh, Massachusetts, you know the one, uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren, she blasted the Supreme Court's overturning of Roe v. Wade, calling for additional justices in the highly controversial new interview she gave to ABC News. She was involved in a discussion uh, on the ABC show this week. And in this discussion, she says, quote, <clears throat> They just took the last of it and set a torch to it. This is Warren, of course, talking to co-anchor Martha Raddatz. I believe we need to get some confidence back in our court, and that means we need more justices on the United States Supreme Court. We've done it before. We need to do it again. She didn't tell you the story of why they've done it before. She didn't tell you the history of when they tried to do it most recently and why they didn't up it uh, even higher then. She didn't bother to tell you that uh, that even Joe Biden himself has come out and said that he doesn't support the idea. We we were told that Saturday. We'll see if he sticks to his guns, but we were told that Saturday by the current press secretary for the White House. Warren argued that abortion would serve as a critical issue during the November midterm elections, calling for more senators who would take the side of Democrats. Well, I think this is wishful thinking for the Democrats. I think they will fire up their base way more than uh, they were previously. But at the end of the day, these were people that were not going to vote for a Democrat. Uh, we're not going to vote for a Republican anyway. I think in the blue states, they're going to stay blue. I think in the purple states, it's going to be tricky. There are some seats that Republicans were probably going to win that may now be much closer than they were going to be in that uh, red tsunami we were expecting. But at the end of the day, I think more people in the purple states are happier about Roe v. Wade's overturn than uh, than the Democrats realize. More people are happier about – because here's the deal. It was never a constitutionally protected right. It never was. They never passed a law at the federal level. You know why? Because they knew a federal law being passed would lead to a challenge, and if this got in front of the Supreme Court again – what was most likely to happen is what exactly did happen in this case. Story ISIS only holds up for so long. And again, if you haven't read the decision that came from the Supreme Court, if you haven't read the majority decision, and if you haven't read Clarence Thomas's concurrence decision, you really need to. Before you say word one, 
about this decision. And I am guaranteeing you right now, Elizabeth has probably read some of it. But I also doubt seriously that she read all of it because she probably got frustrated because she couldn't find a legal rationale to attack either the majority or Clarence Thomas's concurrence opinion. I guarantee you she couldn't. And she probably wasn't very happy with the dissent opinion either because with Kagan and Sotomayor and Stephen Breyer – if you read it, and please, I encourage you to read it. it. It's readily available. You don't have to look hard to find it. Please go read it. The, the opinion that was written by the leftist justices all came – not a single legal cause was cited. Not a single constitutional uh, rationale was involved. It was only – it kept coming down to – it boiled down to simple English terms so that everyone can understand it. All they really said is, we like it, so we should keep it. That's it. We, those particular justices – they're talking about the political left in this country. We like it, so you shouldn't mess with it. We like it, so leave it alone. That's what they said. That's all they had to – they had no legal – Argument. And do you know why? Well, if you haven't clued in yet, they didn't have a legal argument because there's not a legal argument to be made. It's not a federal issue. It never was. So with all this that Elizabeth isn't wanting to tell you, what else did she have to say? She said that we need to get two more senators on the Democratic side, two senators who are willing to protect access to abortion and get rid of the filibuster so we can pass it. Warren said that, John Fetterman, I'm looking at you in Pennsylvania. Melinda Barnes, I'm looking at you in Wisconsin. We bring them in, then we've got the votes, and we can protect every woman no matter where she lives. What if she's living in the uterus of a recently impregnated woman? You going to be protecting those women, Elizabeth? Are you? Is, is that your priority? Oh, come now, Elizabeth. Pocahontas. You had a hard time understanding that you're not actually Native American. Have you yet figured out that you're not actually a defender of women? The war on women is the war being carried out on women in the womb. The Massachusetts senator also blasted the overturning of Roe v. Wade as extremist yeah, because it's such an extreme idea to believe that the people of the state should get to decide for themselves. We can't have that. You know why the political left in this country doesn't like the idea of you having a say in what goes on while they want to be able to run the whole country just with the thoughts and the votes from places like New York and California? It's because they don't like you having freedom. They don't like you having liberty. They don't like you thinking that you're entitled to a voice. 
they say these pretty little things to try to convince you to vote them into power because that's the system we have. And then once they get it, they try to convince you that everything they do to take away that power and to burn down that system is really in your best interest. Most conservatives figured out a long time ago, that's not what's in our best interest. Such an extremist idea to believe that we should have a federalist form of government. That the federal government should be small, unintrusive, do just a few enumerated things. And for those of you that are lefties that have accidentally left this, uh, found this station and haven't been able to figure out how to change the station yet, enumerated means specifically listed, numbered, if you will. Because, you know, there are numbers and sections in the Constitution. If you've never read the Constitution, it's not hard. You need to. You can skip the preamble if you want to. It seems to confuse some people, but you need to. If you haven't at least read the Constitution, you don't need to be talking about what is or isn't constitutional. Here's my problem with Elizabeth Warren. She's read the Constitution. She was a freaking law professor at Harvard for crying out loud. She knows that a lot of what she's saying is wrong. She knows a lot of what she is encouraging, what she's trying to push forward in the name of being a good soldier for her party, still hoping to someday possibly be the president. She knows that that's wrong too. She also continued in her little interview saying, I do know this, that... The Republicans have been very overt about trying to get people through the court who don't have a published record on Roe, but who they knew, wink, wink, nod, nod, were going to be extremists on the issue. And that is exactly what we've ended up with. Elizabeth, these justices were appointed because they had a track record of being true and and honorable when it came to upholding constitutional principles. Does that mean that they're going to be hostile to Roe v. Wade? Yes, absolutely, and you should expect it. But they played the same little game that you guys made popular on the left. You try not to answer these questions directly, and you definitely don't answer hypotheticals because you have to say that you have to, as a judge, because honestly you should, as a judge, see every case on a case-by-case basis. You listen to the evidence that's presented. You listen to the arguments that are made, and then you apply the principles of the Constitution as are appropriate. And our Constitution was based on a simple premise, and that is the states have more power than the federal government does. That's the way it's supposed to be. They haven't been overt about trying to get people without a record. Since you guys are now got sour grapes because you literally just pushed through a replacement for Stephen Breyer when he finally steps down, Justice Ketanji Brown Jackson, who not only stonewalled but flat out lied because you cannot tell me she doesn't know the definition of a woman. 
See, a lot of folks on the left suddenly went magically from not being able to define a woman to knowing exactly what a woman is as soon as the official pronouncement of Roe v. Wade overturning was made. So Elizabeth has just got sour grapes. The 6-3 decision in Dobbs versus Jackson. It followed the view of a leaked opinion by Justice Samuel Alito back in May. The leak led to demonstrations and acts of violence by pro-abortion activists, including an attempted murder charge regarding one man who appeared near the home of Justice Brett Kavanaugh. On Friday, an elected Republican said on social media that Arizona's state Senate members were held hostage inside the Senate building due to protesters following the court's ruling. Saying, quote, we are currently there being held hostage inside the Senate building due to members of the public trying to breach our security. Did you, did you hear that? Trying to breach their security. He continued, we smell tear gas and the children of one of the members are in the office sobbing with fear. I expect a J24 committee to be created immediately. This is from Senator Kelly Townsend. A J-24 committee. A June 24th committee? Oh, really? Are you insinuating, Senator, that there was an actual insurrection where they tried to take down the state government? Will we see a J-24 committee? Well, I'm sure the federal government is going to try to tell you that, oh, no, well, you see, that that's not really, it, it didn't happen at a federal building, so we've got no interest in that. Stop trying to grandstand. Stop trying to make political hay. You know what? You, you should listen. It's, it is a local law enforcement thing. You should actually form your J-24 committee in the state. It should be a state-run committee. You guys should do everything that these folks did because what you had is just as bad, if not worse, than what the Democrats have tried to do at the national level. And as long as we're going to let them define some of the stuff, we should make them live by their own rules. We should make them live by their own standards. I disagree with the standards they set. I think they're utterly ridiculous. But uh, we're talking about uh, events in, on, on Saturday of this weekend, Lynchburg, Virginia. Police responded to vandalism and attacks on a pro-life center. The Blue Ridge Pregnancy Center was marked with graffiti on its entrance area that read, if abortion ain't safe, you ain't safe. Uh, good use of eubonics there, I guess. Ain't, ain't. Multiple windows also reportedly had been broken, with security cameras capturing footage of four masked people involved in the vandalism. Uh, no real idea if they identified as being part of Jane's Revenge, but... Part of the vandalism included the anarchy symbol, so we at least know there's some ties to Antifa, even if it's just Antifa inspired us. These violent responses have been among uh, many that's been experienced since Friday's court ruling as well. Some of the acts have been claimed by Jane's Revenge, 
which of course is a movement that uh, released a recent manifesto calling for action against the pro-life movement. (laughs) Pro-life movement. English isn't my first language, I swear. That's where we're at, Elizabeth. This is your rhetoric. This is your doing. I would like to see an end to it. Let's, because I'm running a little behind, let's take that mid-hour break, shall we? Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. I will be right back. In the meanwhile, uh, you know, let's let's do that little break thing. I'm Ron Edwards, host of the Edwards Notebook, and you're listening to Tim Tap and Tap Into the Truth. Right here, right now, there is no other place I want to be. Right here, right now, watching the world wake up from history. When one refers to the lifeblood of America, I'm sure they would agree it includes the U.S. trucking industry. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, when it comes to what you and I wear, eat, or use, it is most likely transported by one of the many legions of dedicated truck drivers crisscrossing our beloved republic. Starting in 1910, the development of a number of technologies gave rise to the modern trucking industry. By 1914, there were almost 100,000 trucks on American roads. In 1954, President Dwight Eisenhower laid the groundwork for the construction of the interstate highway system, which includes ribbons of roadway that enable America's dedicated army of truckers to deliver everything we the people utilize for our daily lives. The truckers, in my opinion, and often been overlooked and even maligned by irate highway motorists who berate the truckers for supposedly causing traffic slowdowns. Today, over 27 million trucks traverse our highways, hauling over 70% of the total volume of freight. Because of the 24-7 trucking industry, our economy will recover more quickly and our way of life be more secure. So when you pass a trucker on the highway, give him a thumbs up and tell him Ron Edwards said hello. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out theronedwards.com. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. You're listening to Tap Into the Truth. right it has all been done before but you know what hasn't been done yet you going out and enjoying this summer no small task to to be sure with the biden economy being what it is uh, i understand but for those of you that are in a position to do so please try to take the opportunity to go outdoors take your children enjoy family time show these young ones exactly what makes it so great to grow up in america Show them why they, too, should pick up the torch of liberty and fight to keep it from being extinguished by globalist, leftist, elitist. 
One of the best ways you can do that is to go out and go camping. And if you're going to do that, hey, guys, it's been hot out there. You need to take full advantage of every piece of uh, equipment that you can. And one of the best things that you can take with you is a blue cooler. Yeah, I know. You're thinking, I should have known you're trying to sell me something. Well, in this case, it's a great product. It literally is the highest quality. You get 10 days of ice at literally half the price, actually, usually a little more than, a little less than half the price, usually somewhere around 40% of that uh, other brand, you know, the Himalayan Sasquatch brand. You, you know the one I'm talking about. Uh, very much the top of the line, the best coolers you can get. And they have tremendous values going over at Blue Coolers. Follow the link in the show description, uh, if you will, or if you're not in a position to follow the link, if you're listening on Terrestrial Radio, for example, a little bit later, just come visit me at tapintothetruth.com. That's T-A-P-P, intothetruth.com. Uh, when you land on the homepage, scroll down past recent guests and click on one of the banners for Blue Coolers. It'll work just the same. That way they know I'm the one that sent you. And it turns a win-win scenario, you know, you get a great product and they get a great new customer, uh, to a win-win-win scenario because you get a great product, they get a great new customer, and I get a little bit of a finder's fee. So, you know, it helps to support the show. So if you're looking for a new cooler, trust me, these are the best and if you're in the market for one, you want the best bang for your buck, you're not going to do any better than Blue Cooler, I promise you. But hey, uh, let me challenge you. Don't take my word for it. Follow the link and go see for yourself. A lot of great stuff over there. Now, uh, what do you say we get back to the show, shall we? After all, we were talking about Elizabeth Warren before, and then we transitioned into some of the violence that we have seen as a result of, although I think it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. I think things are about to get mostly peaceful around here. Uh, I, I, just a shining example of how the left refuses to call out the violence on their side. This time, and again, this is just an example. She's not the only one. But this time we're going to talk about Gretchen Whitmer. Yes, the Democratic governor of the great state of Michigan. She refused to condemn violence towards pro-life groups and individuals during an interview this uh, Sunday when she was asked directly about active threats in her state. Whitmer made the remarks, of course, during an interview on CBS News' Face the Nation with host Margaret Brennan. As the topic of the U.S. Supreme Court, Roe v. Wade dominated the segment, as it's dominated a lot of the talk uh, pretty much everywhere, both conservative and liberal, because it is a huge deal. But uh, during this segment, she said, uh, well, Brennan said, I want to ask you about this Homeland Security warning that domestic violence extremists may intensify violence. In the bulletin that CBS obtained, it specifically mentioned an incident in Michigan related to a pro-abortion rights group. Now, one of the mentions, one of the incidents mentioned in the memo, involved vandalism claimed by Jane's Revenge, which, of course, we've already talked about a little bit. This uh, vandalism happened on a building that housed the U.S. Representative's campaign office and a pro-life advocacy group. 
See, they're crossing the line there, getting uh, to that U.S. level of government. Uh, not that they have anything to fear from the Biden administration, but uh, I don't know. It uh, doesn't mean Biden's always going to be in charge. Certainly doesn't mean the Democrats are going to be in charge for much longer. We'll see what happens. But Brennan followed that up by asking Governor Whitmer, Governor Whitmer, as my friend Ron Edwards likes to refer to her, how concerned are you about violence? What are you seeing on the ground? Okay, well, first of all, uh, Ms. Brennan, if Governor Whitmer's seen anything on the ground, it's because she's in a helicopter looking down. She's not been on the ground in Michigan in quite a while. She sees herself as being above it all and lives a life as if she is, which is part of why these leftist elitists love being leftist elitists. Anyway, Whitmer's response was, quote, I'm concerned about a lot of things happening in the United States right now. And frankly, the last couple of decisions that came out of the United States Supreme Court are, uh, are make America a lot more dangerous. More guns, fewer rights, less health care. It's scary. And it's a lawyer. <laughs> I'm sorry. And as a lawyer, it crushes me to say that even I'm losing faith in these important institutions that are supposed to be above the politics of the day are now being corrupted. And that's what we're seeing out of our United States Supreme Court. And I am very concerned about our long-term prosperity, our homeland security, and our safety. Now, I, I pause there for a moment because I would like for you to think about what she actually said. As a lawyer, it crushes me to say that even I'm losing faith in these important institutions. Institutions that are supposed to be above the politics of the day. Isn't that exactly what the Supreme Court just did? Didn't they release a decision, a ruling, an opinion, because ultimately that's all the Supreme Court does is it releases opinions, didn't release a majority opinion that rose above the politics of the day, that actually said not only is this not a constitutional right, it never should have been thought of as a constitutional right, but while we're at it, the states should get to decide this. This is something the federal government needs not to be involved with. Wouldn't you consider that rising above the politics of the day? See, the Supreme Court, uh, Governor, is not there to give you your leftist wish list. It's not there to give us our conservative wish list. It's there to interpret how constitutional something is and then to base a majority opinion on the constitutionality of whatever that may be. For personal reasons, I am extremely pleased with the outcome. For constitutional reasons, I would have loved to have seen a stronger opinion. I would have loved to have seen the majority adopt Clarence Thompson. Clarence Thompson's 
concurrence opinions is the only one that went strong enough to make it clear why this is not permitted and why several other things the federal government has laws standing that need to be wiped out too. Not because there's anything wrong with the laws, not because the laws are wrong, but because the federal government has no business sticking their nose into those things. They are state issues. I don't know how many times I can say it. I'm, I'm not about to stop anytime soon. I keep saying it because it continues to be true. The name of the show is Tapping to the Truth for a reason. But Governor Whitmer. She says these things because she knows she's playing to an audience where she's trying to convince, like every other Democrat in this country, has tried to convince the American public that this is, is a right. That it's not murder. That those aren't children. That those aren't babies that are being killed when you send a little clamp in and start pulling appendages off of the fetus. Have you ever watched the – and you don't even have to see the real thing. There, there are animated videos that show the procedures of what the average abortion is. Have you ever watched one of those? I see, I had never intended to, but I accidentally – in looking for a completely different type of video, it popped up, and the autoplay was going in. And then I found myself horrified and unable to look away. It was worse than a car accident kind of situation. If you haven't seen it, you need to. And if you think you're pro-murdering of the pre-born uh, human babies, you really need to take a look at it because you need to see what's going on. When they discuss uh, removing limbs as they can get a hold of them, they send this little uh, grabber thingy uh, up into the uterus and they're pulling different body parts, and they're just pulling it off of the main body, how they know when they've uh, crushed the skull because then this white fluid stuff will come out, and, and they know that that was the skull because the white stuff is actually the brains, how they have to then go make sure that they get all the, the skull remnants out, and then they once they feel like they've got everything they can grab, then they go in with this scraping device to make sure they have the last of the umbilical and any other random parts. I mean, it's a horrific scene. But they talk about this like that's actually health care. They talk about this like this is reproductive freedom when the whole point here is that there's nothing reproductive about it. You're literally ending reproduction. I mean, euphemism is one thing, but just the language they use around this is a total and complete denial of the reality of what they're doing. We've come to expect that from politicians. But again, unless you understand critical thinking, which unfortunately a lot of the folks that still believe in these people, they've never been taught to critically think, so they're not capable of doing it. They just want to believe what they're saying, so they just do believe them. I would love to believe that this is a threat to homeland security, but in everything they say, they own themselves. This New York uh, – I think it was the New York Times article where they wrote about how the good guys with the gun story is a lie, how in a majority of mass shooting events, the shooting event is over before the police can even arrive. Uh, 
Guys, usually that they're taking off as soon as they hear sirens, which means they didn't really actually want to confront the police. They didn't want to deal with the good guys with the guns. You're actually making a case for more people to have their own firearms so that the good guy with the gun scenario could play out. They don't want to tell you about how statistically uh, the uh, good guy with a gun doesn't mean the good guy actually shoots them down. Now, that does happen on occasions, but most times it's enough of a deterrence for the bad guy with a gun to know that there are good guys there with a gun uh, to end the situation sooner rather than later. Fewer people hurt. They literally said all these things trying to make this case, and what they ended up doing was owning themselves and making the case for why people should be armed. When it comes to abortion, they they wrote this story about uh, a young lady who wanted an abortion and then has twins. And during the course of the story, they end up making the case for why this young girl should have taken the twins to, to term and why her life, while it's not what she had envisioned, it wasn't what she was planning on, now has a heck of a lot more meaning, and she has children that she now loves and would defend with her life. See, they have to paint her as being a good mom, too, or you don't feel sympathy for her. But when you read the whole story, there's no reason to be sympathetic because they end up proving the case of why abortion would have been the exact wrong thing to do. They are so out of touch with the reality, they no longer understand the concept that truth is still shining through with what they're saying. Even Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., when he was first reacting to the leaked majority opinion— that Roe was about to be overturned, he kept referring to abortion of a child, abortion of a child. And you can see leftist tiny little heads exploding left and right. Governor Whitmer, you are in the same scenario here. You are saying things that are so obviously untrue. More guns in the hands of Americans means fewer rapes are going to occur if those hands happen to be women. Do you, do you not? I, I've seen several people. I saw folks on social media saying stupid stuff like, "How is the Supreme Court going to feel about uh, banning abortion?" Which actually, uh, this does not ban abortion anywhere. It does allow individual states to ban it, but it doesn't ban it anywhere. Every state where it's legal, it's still legal. I don't know how many times everybody on the right has to keep telling you this. I know the folks in New York who are some of the loudest folks on this are already aware it's not affecting them at all. You make the case talking about how uh, how the Supreme Court is going to feel about banning abortion when uh, they just let more rapists have guns. Well, the rapist, if they're going to use a gun to subdue uh, a woman uh, to rape her, they're going to have the gun anyway. They're criminals. They, they do not obey the law because there are laws against rape. So a law against them having a firearm, and if they're already a convicted criminal, then there are laws against them having the firearm too, was obviously not going to affect them. But law-abiding citizens being more readily available to have firearms means that there's a chance that that woman doesn't have to be raped, that this guy tries to rape her, and she shoots him, or at least scares him off with a gun. Again, back to the good guy with a gun, usually just detours the crime. 
In this interview, Brennan had to press Whitmer on the matter since Whitmer didn't really address the question, though. So she says, but this warning about threats to federal and state government officials, including judges, are you concerned about the active threats in Michigan? Whitmer then says, before she pivoted again, trying to blame Donald Trump, she says, of course I am. I've been the recipient of so much ugliness and hate, often stoked by the former president. This is a really scary moment, and with the proliferation of the ugly rhetoric, the scary proliferation of guns in America, and fewer and fewer restrictions, I think that any parent who sends their child to school, any politician or policymaker who makes a hard decision, we now have to be much more fearful on a whole new level. You notice what she did there. It's all Trump's fault, and she refused to say boo about those that are actually committing the violence. She would not, would not say anything negative about it. She didn't want to. She was afraid to. I've just got a few minutes left, and there were a couple other stories that I had really hoped to have gotten to. Uh, Maybe we'll get uh, back to them. A story about Biden's abuse of the Defense Production Act is actually going to drive gas prices even higher. wanted to talk a little more in depth about that. But uh, I will say this much. Uh, Gas prices have driven many a voter to the polls in our nation's history. But Americans are feeling the pain at the pump now more than ever as the average national gas price has went past $5 a gallon for the first time in history. Biden himself is uh, trying to busy himself with non-solutions like temporary gas tax break, something that even Barack Hussein al-Akbar Obama called a gimmick. In an attempt to show some concern for the lower and middle class families that he claims to fight for on the campaign trail, this is one of his ideas. But a bevy of mandates handed down from his administration, uh, they indicate his real priorities lie somewhere else. Biden's bizarre abuse of the Defense Production Act for inexpensive and unreliable renewable energy and his continued injection of climate politics into financial regulations, well, that suggests that the president's leftist agenda takes precedence over our well-being. I don't know if anything else needs to be said about that, but... We'll address that even further in the future. In the meanwhile, that's going to have to be it for tonight. Thank you so very much for staying with me through the two hours, if you were here for the full podcast. Remember, don't take my word for it. Definitely, definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort, and most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. Gone was a world of fun when 
safe if you are armed You say gun control Is using both hands Founders knew the second amendment Was the final one to keep To hold our other rights intact So we'd never become sheep Is using both hands Well I prefer the 308 to the tiny 223 Gives me more than a thousand yards to protect my family Using both hands.